1: Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else.
0: And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell on the Pod.
1: pod. It is a podcast all about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things you tell us about. And just as a heads up, this is a comedy podcast about those scary things. Anna and I are two soft people talking about sharp objects, not the HBO series, uh, but about the sharp objects of our imaginary life and the real things that are scary about the world.
0: But also we've both seen sharp objects. So that's sort of part of it.
1: Or yeah. Andrew, I mean, you? Oh, oh, you, I mean, if Elizabeth Perkins is in a show, I'm watching it.
0: <laughs> She's a queen. Um, God. And Michael Huisman. How do you say his name?
1: I never know. But how you say it is how I imagined it.
0: Well, great. I'm sure he said it wrong. He's a Dutch king. Look, <laughs> we're talking about ghosts. We are scared people. It's a chatty podcast, and we've been friends for 14 years.
1: It's been a long time, and we're still in it, baby.
0: Well, this year this year will be 15 years, Andrew.
1: This year will be 15 years. It's that <laughs> sick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we could have had a, a, a terrible son by now. <laughs> a terrible, no good son goes to parkour a, camp.
1: A very, yeah. Oh, God, where would we send him?
0: God, um, there's no camp for our son. <laughs>
1: There's no camp. There's no camp for collecting bug fragments.
0: <laughs> I desperately think there is. There
1: absolutely <laughs> is.
0: Please write in. Um. Well, Andrew, today is a Monday. It is. And something that you and I have taken to doing on Mondays, just as like an us thing, mm-hmm. is that we record a podcast <laughs> about the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Um, stories collected by Alvin Schwartz with drawings by Stephen Gamble. Mm-hmm. which were a trilogy of children's scary stories books from the 80s and 90s. It was beloved by people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and beyond. Correct. And I, I think we should do it again. I've thought about it, and I think that we should also do that this week.
1: I know. We've only done it for the past 82 Mondays, but I yes. feel like maybe this time it will be, feel different.
0: The rest were sort of I was going through the motions. This one, I'm choosing us again. <laughs> I choose us. (laughs) I choose us. Um, and I decided to read a story. Um, and this story, Andrew, it's a little bit of a funny story. Okay. But it's also a little bit of a scary story. And I just Uh thought that's, that's us, you know,
1: that's very much us.
0: A little scary and a little funny. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little (laughs) bit of heat. Um, (laughs) And this story, dear listeners, is called The Viper.
1: Oh, Anna. I, I'm so glad you're choosing this one today. And I'll tell you why after you read it. But I, this okay, is good
0: perfect. Oh, my yeah. God. I can't wait. Okay, cool. A widow lived alone on the top floor of an apartment house. Apartment house.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. This is, this is kind of a... Um, this is... This story was translated on Babelfish to <laughs> Dutch and then back to English.
0: Yes. For Michael Huisman to show yes. his family <laughs> who's visiting New York or something. I don't know. It's fine. Um, I'm just picturing like seven houses stacked on top of each other. Right.
1: Right. Like, with, with horizontal elevators. Very confusing. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's It's hard. One morning, her telephone rang. Hello, she said. No, I'm sorry. It says... Hello," she said. Not a question mark.
1: No, what a bold that is a powerful move.
0: This woman is confident. She's saying like my husband's dead. Hello.
1: Yeah, this is the new this is the new second phase of lean in. This it is. is start by answering your own question. Hello. You don't
0: Yeah, don't say like hello. Say like hello, I would like to start <laughs> a war in Myanmar.
1: You know. <laughs> hello, tell me who you are. Yeah.
0: Hello um hello she said this is the viper a man said i'm coming up no i i did the thing where you say the accent more towards the end of the sentence (laughs) because you just remembered in the middle of it i'm gonna start the sentence over we all saw the process and now i'm gonna commit to a second take okay (laughs) ready here Mm -hmm. it comes watch out here comes acting (laughs) this is the viper the man said, I'm coming up. Somebody is fooling around, she thought and hung up. I assume she's looking at pictures from the funeral.
1: Yeah. She's like, oh, my butt she, looks fantastic.
0: I look, I need, it's insane that no one had sex with me that day. I look
1: She good. wore a jumpsuit to her husband's funeral. And uh, with it like was a, a big, yeah. With like a
0: demi cape over it. She looked <laughs> demi- fucking good.
1: I'm, listen, I'm, I'm asking everyone to attend my funeral wearing a Demi cape.
0: Please. I don't care where you put my body. I just have a, a dress code. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Somebody is fooling around. But just, you know, the sort of like, oh, I guess other people aren't widows. I yeah. get it. Perfect. Sorry to like make that her unusual thing. Lots of people are widows. It's fine. Yeah. But, or she's... but again,
1: it how widows feature in scary stories are they fair or unfair. I think proximity to death makes widow feel like, okay, my profession is widow in this story. You know what I mean? Yes.
0: Yeah. I'm like a little bit more serious than I was before, but I also kind of, I don't really mind. I'm not, I'm not putting on airs. Right. Right. Okay. A half hour later, the telephone rang again. It was the same man. It's the Viper, he said. I'll be up soon. The widow didn't know what to think, but she was getting frightened. Once more, the telephone rang. Again, it was the Viper. I'm coming up now, he said. She quickly called the police. They said they would be right over. When the doorbell rang, she sighed with relief. They are here, she thought. (laughs) But when she opened the door, there stood a little old man with a bucket and a cloth. I am the Viper, he said. I wish to wash and wipe the windows.
1: The... And it's a perfect reveal.
0: It is a perfect reveal. I feel like here's the thing about my acting choice. I do think that like really leaning into the Eastern European
1: accent spoiled it a little bit. I, you know what? I don't think so. I think, I think that our, our um America centric brains are like, well, these are V's and there's no other way of pronouncing them. So it's sure. like, I think. Okay. Yeah, so don't. I I wouldn't worry about that. Um, Because I
0: can do a normal take just to have.
1: (laughs) Or do you think the whole thing over again?
0: Okay, cool. (laughs) We'll let the listeners choose. We'll send both takes.
1: Yeah, it's like Clue. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in, and a very special in-studio music session from legendary mdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, (laughs) charging it up and listening through your app. Yeah. Um, Anna, I am a thrilled that you picked this because it's just a very fun story. And also I'm stunned that you picked it because this is my niece, Elise's favorite scary story. And her birthday was the other day.
0: Elise, happy birthday, little girl. Um, She turned
1: five years old. Isn't that wild? Big Um, girl.
0: That's a big number. That's really cool.
1: It's huge. And so this is a story that um, I've read to her probably 8,000 times. And the first time I have read this to her, I think I mentioned this once before on this podcast, $20 in the Chris Ryan Memorial Fund. Um, I, the first time I read this to her, my sister-in-law is is, uh, is of Dutch extraction. Yes. And uh, so the kids are roughly bilingual in that, like, they can understand Dutch very well and sometimes speak it. Um, and I read this story to Elise and finished it. And she said, like, huge sigh of relief. And she said, Oh, he's not scary. He's just Dutch. (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) Which made me laugh so hard. She's so funny. But then twist Anna. So then around Halloween, I sent a recording of myself reading this story to my nieces and nephews Um, and at least when she hears the recording of it, can't take it. It's too scary for her. It's too scary. And my brother, my my brother was explaining to me like her emotional process of trying to listen to the story where it's like, she wants to like hear it, but also it's, she'll just be like, Oh, well, like she's, she's getting like stressed (laughs) out as the story goes on.
0: It's, it's me before I got on the Peloton for the first time. Like, (laughs) God, it's here. So I should really but I, ugh, <laughs> i'm scared
1: <laughs> it, but this is this is a perfect scary story for kids um uh, oh happy God. birthday elise
0: happy birthday elise oh my goodness what a cool birthday yeah. i can't believe that i was the one who read it i thought i say no I thought
1: no i was getting I, good at saving the ones no, no I, I know she, she knows how she knows how i do it but i think oh, having okay. the completion of hearing how i do it and how you do it i think is the best
0: Well, maybe we also record a version of you saying it and we upload three versions (laughs) and then let the listeners pick.
1: And then we have at least do a version where she
0: where she's just scared.
1: Um, This one's great, Anna. This is a great story.
0: Oh, my goodness. There's so much going on. Um, This is a sort of a classic. There's another story like Cat's Eyes. Yes. uh, That's like a widow after her husband dies. And I think this is like he's in the other room like he has just passed. And Mm -hmm. she's like in the, she goes and sits to be sad. And, uh, she is like sort of being sad by a window and then see something spooky. So this I would say is a genre. I'd say two stories counts as a genre.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. There's some secrets Um, there.
0: Yeah. It's like the idea is that like, yeah, well, like you were saying the proximity to death kind of, it also makes them a little spooky and, uh, they it kind of they're they're in touch with the next life because someone they love is there
1: yeah that that I guess that's kind of it isn't it it's sort of like um and I I know like Harry Potter borrowed this for for in some form or another but it's like this this thought process of like if you have been close to someone who died that's when you start being able to see ghosts which I think is kind of a wild metric because everyone has been in proximity to someone's whether they know it or not, you know.
0: Whoa, God, I didn't even think about that. Oh. Yeah. I read the subway so much. I know. I know <laughs> and, I have, and I have for 15 years. <laughs>
1: I oh, always think that God. I always think that when um whenever I would go visit my grandma or grandpa in a nursing home and there would just be there was at any given point of time there were like 40 older people with sunglasses on sitting on benches with their mouths a little bit open. And I was like, oh, God, I mean, one out of 40 of these people could be dead, you know,
0: <laughs> could buy their and as they could be alive. Just going back to the, the widow of it all. I think the reason that this person is a widow is to illustrate that no one's coming home and her children are grown.
1: Oh, that's <laughs> like, a good point. She, yeah.
0: Like, it's not that her husband can come and save her. It's not that she can like her kids probably live in a city or something. And Um, I didn't even think about that. And she's in an apartment building. Uh, So like, it's not like she has a neighbor across the street. It's not like this friendly suburban environment. It's like, you're kind of, kind of on your own.
1: She could scream. I mean, uh, this is, this kind of gets into the politics of when your neighbor screams in an apartment building, what do you do?
0: Oh, and you're like, is she just sort of, you know, Excitedly reacting to something. Yeah, or... do I
1: follow the same rule? Like, there's the New York rule of if you see someone crying, like, do not say, "Hey, are you okay?" Like,
0: <laughs> your job is to intervene, which
1: is the opposite of <laughs> intervening. You have to yeah. intervene. <laughs> it does that. Does that work the same? I, obviously, in public, if someone's in distress, you you intervene and say, "Is everything okay?" But yeah, in apartment buildings, for whatever reason, it's like. Am I going to step across the boundary of whether someone just occasionally likes to scream now and then, you know, did they burn their thumb on their iron? Did they swallow a sharp chip? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to overstep.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard. So, like, the way we set it up, she's by herself and she gets this yeah. phone call. And she just says, hello. Like, it's not hello. It's hello. Hello. Like, she's excited right. to talk to whoever's there, which just tells you she's even she's lonely. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm getting from this. Um, and the three phone calls coming in, this is, like, the babysitter, um, which is the famous calls coming from inside the house oh, story. Oh, yeah. We're like, any minute now. Um, it's also kind of similar to the Wait Till Martin Comes story right. with the cats. I love
1: Wait Till Martin Where
0: it's Martin just comes. sort of, nothing's happening, but the thing that's happening is... Someone or something is repeatedly saying something's going to happen soon. Something's going to happen a little sooner. It's any minute <laughs> now, which is like an effective scary storytelling technique. Right? It's a cheap way to be like, "You're scared. You're scared soon. Soon scared." And it's just like the waiting is, um, awful. Right? Like, uh, I'm sort of related, but boyfriend of the pod Jason was telling me about this sales technique that he learned in his life before. Uh, his creative life when he was in sales that like a, a very basic sales technique is just being quiet because silence is so intolerable to people that they'll just start talking and be like, well, fine. I mean, I'm sure we could find a way to blow off. You need that. And like, you <laughs> just wait for them to say what you want. Oh. And I think that like that, like agony of sitting in silence and stillness is sort of what makes this an effective technique yeah just like that waiting is so intolerable
1: I will also say and I don't know uh, things could have worked differently back then in terms of how window washers function but it seems peculiar to me that a window washer would go unit to unit rather than consulting with the building manager that's and that's right. the outside
0: that's right you gotta buddy look your business you're going about this all wrong he needs to talk to Jason. He needs a, a sales plan. You gotta go <laughs> building true. by building. Man, what are they? What's he gonna do? Is he gonna go outside. Does right? Is she's gonna the top? lean yeah, she, out? She lives on the top floor. And the drawing, oh. he's he, well, we should talk about the drawing. But it's yeah. him. He's just holding a bucket and a rag. It's not like he's got a like a whole scaffolding thing that's gonna like go on the outside of the building. He's just walking in, and then what? <laughs> I <laughs> know inside.
1: Also like I, did I hire you? What is this? Yeah, is this like a door to door kind of when people start washing your windshield? Like what like, like What
0: did she happening? move into this apartment recently cuz her husband died and the person who lived there before her had to deal with him?
1: Does she not know that she owns the building? Like what's going on? <laughs> is this her husband? <laughs> I'm not dead and I'm here to wash to wash like and me. wipe the windows. And I talk like this. Um <laughs>
0: Yeah, we, we were talking about the storytelling elements before going into, like, the full insane plot. Right. This man. And, of course, like, the release of tension at the end that he is just, has, he's just Dutch, as Elise said.
1: I know, a little bald Dutch man with a pale. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, so the drawing is Danny DeVito, basically. <laughs> like, Danny DeVito before glam. Yeah.
1: Um, it's a short
0: man wearing overalls with a long-sleeve shirt. Maybe gloves. Um, and his pants go into his feet. Yep. And his feet are very tree stumpy. His whole legs are very stumpy. And his feet sort of look like elephant feet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the gesture.
0: And yeah, like there's toes, but it just looks like elephant toes where it's like just the nail, like a little hoofy. Mm hmm. Um, And he's holding, he's got one hand in his pocket and the other hand holding a rag. (laughs) And on his pocket hand arm, he's got a bucket on his arm and he's got like, Stephen Gamble drips coming off that are actual drips. These are water drips.
1: We are, we have fully entered the matrix. We are now in full drip territory.
0: We're in drip territory. And the, the rag of course has some drippy roots on it too. Mm-hmm. Um, And then his head is implanted into his body, sort of like Ed from 90 day fiance. <laughs> That's um, right. And he's that- smiling like, Hmm. He's got very kind eyes. Yeah. Yeah, you know? it could really go either way. It's a little bit, you know what it is also similar to is um, in the area of, like, social faux pas horror, uh, mm-hmm. nice watches.
1: Oh, Is that sure. what it's called? Um, No Thanks.
0: No Thanks. It's called No Thanks. It's called No Thanks. So this is in the same vein of, like, social awkwardness horror where you <laughs> think you're going to die, but it's just a man who doesn't pick up on social cues. I know.
1: I know. This
0: is <laughs> and also another man who's doing his business on a an individual basis and really should be going wholesale. You can't be selling knives to the one person in the whole parking lot, and you can't walk into one person's apartment after calling three times in a row. That's yes. weird. I know. Make this- an appointment and stick to it. Don't tell them I'm coming. Well, I will say this is basically how all repairs go. Is like, okay, we're we're thirty minutes away, and now we're here.
1: Yeah, um, you can't. You need to open a restaurant. You can't just go to someone's house and be like, "Can I make you something to eat?" You have I'll to make you something to eat soon. soon. I know I'm going to eat something to eat. I know not every business can be a brick and mortar, but you have to figure out. You have to figure out the best way you can reach your customer in which you're not terrorizing them.
0: Yes, don't say like, "Yeah, you can't sandwich soon." <laughs> don't call me and say sandwich soon. I'll tell you when it's sandwich,
1: <laughs> sir. I made you a sandwich. Give me nine dollars.
0: No, I picked the sandwich. I'm single again. That's my right. I own my husband's land now.
1: Oh my God. Um, There's also something kind of Dick Van Dyke about his face in the illustration.
0: Yes. Yeah. His hair is very tufty and it looks like a wig. Like it looks Long like chin, a character. Yeah. And he's got some under eye bags, which listen, who don't? Oh, we feel it. um Um,
1: andrew what is scary about the story to you well it's scary i mean this is anna this is a something that i feel like you and i experience all the time which is something that could be entirely innocuous and if you're wrong you're going to feel like you're a drain on society but if you're not hyper alert you're going to be stabbed in the throat to death you know totally and so, yeah, so with this, it, you're totally right that it is fear of faux pas um, at risk of death. You know, that's yeah. scary to me.
0: Like the you just end up feeling bad for this man because he's going to spend his whole time being making people really nervous.
1: Right. Yeah. He's Chris Chris often Chris often brings up um, <laughs> that anytime he does speak up when he thinks there's like something wrong or like someone's acting in a way that is dangerous that then there is some completely rational explanation for it. And he feels like such a dope. Um, But I, I do think that sometimes you have to take that risk of seeming silly. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. Well, this isn't the same thing, but um, Jason and I went to a pass through a subway stop that I haven't been in, in like maybe 10 years. And I remembered that I had a interaction in the subway at like three in the morning, where a man was like, Hey, hi. And like, not a normal like cat call or whatever, but it was like, a, I, I'm not doing well and I'm going to cross some lines. Hello. Oh, no. And I did the thing for the first time that like your aunt will send you like self defense emails about like, this is what you do. Yeah. Where you act fucking crazy. <laughs> and I went like, <laughs> <laughs> And he acted like I was being rude on our date. And I was like, oh, my God, Jesus. And like grabbed his bike and walked away.
1: (laughs) But listen, I don't know. Sometimes that's the I mean, like you're not you're not like calling the police. You're not. Yeah, no, like
0: my choices were like hurriedly walk away and be scared or like hope nothing goes bad. But he definitely was going to keep coming over and like had decided to. Open up an interaction. And it was like truly three in the morning where it's like, you don't do that like, yeah, to a woman who's by yourself. And I was also like 22 or something. So it was like
1: open season. The only time someone has like literally tried to pickpocket me, like where I felt their hand going into my front pocket was in Union Square. And my voice became someone else's voice. Like it just was not my voice at all. What did you say? I just said... Hey! Like, I just, like, (laughs) bellowed it like John Goodman. Like, it was, I was not myself. You 10
0: Cloverfield Lane did.
1: And truly, the person disappeared faster. Like, it was as though they were, like, a hummingbird. They just, like, disappeared immediately. Andrew! Oh, my God, Butch! (laughs) But here's the thing. The other (laughs) irony is that, like what would I have had in my pocket when I was 19 years old? Like uh, you know, (laughs) hundreds of napkins. Yeah. And a Werther's original candy, like good luck finding (laughs) it, you know,
0: (laughs) just like a ton of ketchup packets.
1: I never know when I'll need it. You know, (laughs) you never know when
0: you have to fake a, a a stage injury.
1: Yeah. Just in case I want to fall on my stomach and look like I blew up my insides. Then exactly. That's what you want. Um, Um, should we talk casting? Let's do casting. Do you have strong impulses here, Anna?
0: I mean, I literally can't see anyone other
1: than Danny DeVito playing this, but I
0: could also see like, you know, like a Sam Richardson or somebody really committing.
1: I think you're right that it's got to be. I think you're right that it's got to be Danny DeVito. If it's not Danny DeVito, then it's like. I mean, the the irony is it's got to be Rhea Perlman. Like, it's like it it has to be someone in that world. It does. Um, Yeah. And what about Widow?
0: The widow. I think I was picturing Diane Keaton. Oh, or like, Anna, I guess what?
1: There is a recent picture of Diane Keaton, and she, you know, she normally dresses in like very like large billowy stuff, and uh-huh. she has like like waist length white hair, and is wearing like snakeskin oh. boot tights that oh, go. All yes, th- I see this picture. It's one of the. It's one of the <gasps> most, like.
0: Oh, she has to be in costume for something. That's, that's what I'm wig.
1: figuring, because it's so arresting. It's just like, whoa.
0: Yes. She definitely yeah, it's on the set. That's a set pick.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, you know, uh,
0: just because that's a wig.
1: You think that's a wig?
0: I I spend my whole life looking at wigs. <laughs> that's actually my job as wig looker. Look at look at wig person. That's a wig.
1: Just to make sure. I know I should be better at identifying wigs. And I, I, mm. as the owner of many of them, I, have, I never have any idea who's wearing a wig.
0: Anytime a woman has long hair and is over the age of 11, I'm like, that's, that's good <laughs> <extensions." laughs> I just can't trust hair.
1: <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You can't. It's, it's so inconvenient to have hair. You can't just
0: have that hair all the time. It's too much. Yes.
1: No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, Diane Keaton's a great choice for this. The, the, she gets mounting anxiety so well.
0: Yes. Um, and like just sort of, um, kind of city based domestic frustration.
1: Mm hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. I also,
0: I also could see Mia Farrow for sure doing this. That's like, really ugh, interesting. The person coming to wash the freaking windows today.
1: Oh, <laughs> I, someone who jumps to mind weirdly is Franny Leibowitz. Oh, that's great. And I, I mean, th- you're not going to get the widow vibe so much, but you are going to get that Franny recognizes how strange it would be for a window washer to go door to door. Like it still she would, would be scary.
0: She would be frustrated by the window washer, like not being reliable. Yeah. And like calling a bunch. But also, um, I could see her playing uh, the <gasps> Viper. The Viper.
1: Oh, that's also great. It's an all Annie Leibovitz or Franny. It's an all Franny Leibovitz, uh romp. Yes. She writes direct stars. Yeah.
0: And she, you know, comments on it after <laughs> as a piece of culture.
1: Right. Yeah. People move too much on elevators now. It's like okay, I wasn't aware that it was something I should be annoyed about, but I'm listening. Oh boy, I have to say, I mean, the sidebar, I don't think there's ever been a better impersonation than Bowen Yang as as Franny Leibowitz. That's the best impression I've ever seen.
0: Oh, he really he studied her so closely, and uh, I can't it, believe it. It really. She also, I believe, like I was watching the documentary, and I was like, this person is a Bowen Yang character. <laughs> And like, he talks nothing like her, but he, he's a student of the craft and just (laughs) really, he lived with her for a week in like, (laughs) like recordings of her. And then I loved that her response was, I haven't seen it and I I don't plan to and I don't care.
1: (laughs) I I was like, thank God. I love that. Honestly, that you have two choices as a celebrity reacting to an impersonation of you. Abject praise. Or I don't care, and I have no interest. That let's thrill that's
0: and delight. Yeah. Or who is she?
1: <laughs> I don't know her. Yeah, for sure. Um, Anna, this. Thank you yes. so much for bringing the story in today. It really is a delight to revisit it. Thank
0: you so much for listening to it with me. I hope everybody enjoyed revisiting the Viper. Um, Did my anything- dog is currently oh, shaking hard. Because it's a few minutes before her, her dinner time, and she wants me to see that she's starving to death. I love that as her tactic. She She's not even facing. She's like lying facing away. I think she thinks that I'm talking to her. <laughs> Which, to be fair, it's been a long time, and shaking
1: is the correct <laughs> response. I didn't even think about that with dogs. When we're on the phone, dogs must be like, Okay, um, things are really going off the tracks here. Just look at the corner and wait till dinner.
0: Oh my god! Is that honestly, I have to say, that is getting close to what I actually do.
1: That is Anna. It, I mean, it, the equivalent is if Ladybird like picked up an object that was completely foreign to you and just barked at it for an hour.
0: Oh my god!
1: I would love that.
0: <laughs> did um, anything spooky
1: happen to you this week Anna what was spooky
0: happened to me this week let me think oh um yeah something spooky happened to me this week which again is that I saw The Haunting of Hill House in October and I'm still scared of it oh,
1: Anna. Um,
0: and at night I was snuggled up with Jason and Ladybird, and I was feeling really nice and I wasn't scared and I was like yeah I guess I'm done being scared at night about and then thought about the bent neck lady and then was like <laughs> Nope. And then was just fully too scared to go to sleep. (laughs) And I'm mad at them. And it was the special effects team and makeup and lighting. It's the shine of the light at night on the part of her neck that is broken. It's too realistic. It bothers me. She's a ghost. Ghosts are real. She's in my house. I'm angry.
1: Yeah, no, that's I get that. Light light off broken necks, very scary.
0: Without giving it away, if the person who played the bent neck lady could please just you know reach out to me and give me sort of a a disappointing famous person interaction, that would really help me out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Andrew did anything spooky happen to you this week
1: okay well um spooky in terms of a big big life move uh Chris and I bought a car yes
0: congratulations
1: and here's this I mean here's the spooky element so um famously Chris and I are both licensed drivers uh Chris is a very good but nervous driver and I am a very confident driver who is a who is just an absolute danger to others. Yes, um, and and I know that. And I, so I don't drive, but um, now I'm in the process of looking up classes so that I am a good responsible driver and that I don't become mm-hmm. a different person. Who's like, let's just see where the trips, the chips fall. Let's just let the chips fall where they may. Let's made. just like, see
0: who the chips are and then we'll <laughs> eat them. And
1: yeah. I, here's the thing. I've never caused any damage driving. I've never hurt anyone, obviously. Um, but that is, I recognize the luck of that. And so I'm trying sure. to get better at it. Um, I relate to that. But That's but cool. Chris and I have been driving around. Chris has been driving and I have been, um, uh, I was about to say wingmanning. That's not the correct term. Um, <laughs> navigating, being like, keeping an eye out to the, like clear right or like, yes. watch out for that pedestrian. Um, which again, my judgment completely intact, and I'm in the passenger seat. Suddenly, when I'm a driver, this is also we've talked about this before. This podcast will be used as evidence against me when I crash, you know, my <laughs> my, my car into I the know. fruit of the loom building or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the
0: headquarters, which is of course shaped like a big fruit basket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that's that's uh, that's my spooky equivalent thing. Driving Um, is
0: spooky, you're right
1: Right, but wish us luck, gentle listeners
0: Oh, Mazel Tov, so happy for
1: you And something else you can do, gentle listeners Get Get out out. Forever Dog This has been a Forever Dog production
0: (coughs) Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod Is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio And Alex Ramsey Produced (coughs) by Tracy Soren Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook At Forever Dog
1: Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.